Hello there, I'm Justin, and welcome to another episode of The Pickup Line. Today's episode was going to be focusing on something that is near and dear to my heart, and we're going to spend several episodes on this topic. Um, As you've, I'm sure, realized with this podcast, uh, it's sort of like a complex movie plot or a beautiful tapestry. Uh, There are lots of different threads. So um, this, this podcast is definitely a milieu of a lot of different topics, and this is going to be the start of something that I'm going to be talking about um, extensively, in addition to our discussions of pop culture, of orality and literacy, as well as a few other books that are going to be coming into the mix here in the next couple of weeks. Um, so on today's episode, we're going to be talking about something near and dear to my heart, a, a video game that I've been playing for nearly 20 years of my life, Final Fantasy XI. Let's get into it. So I'd like to begin today with um, an excerpt, a little bit of reading from an article, uh, one of my favorite web- gaming websites, Kotaku. Um, this, is, this was published on January 23rd, 2019, so a little over a year ago, and it's by Heather Alexandra, and it's called, It's 2019, and I'm starting Final Fantasy XI. And uh, Heather writes, When Final Fantasy XI was released for PlayStation 2 in 2002, It was part of the first wave of massive online experiences for consoles. Alongside games like Fantasy Star Online, it helped bring the MMO experience to the living room and pushed the Final Fantasy series to explore new frontiers. While the PS2 and Xbox 360 versions were shuttered in 2016, the PC version is still going 17 years later. Last night, I logged in for the first time as a new player to find a clumsy but engaging world full of kind and enthusiastic players. So, that's a nice little intro, a nice little recap there. Um, And it's true. Final Fantasy XI has been around for a long, long time. It launched on the PlayStation 2 in 2002. It actually launched on the PC the year before that, in 2001, and it launched on PCs in Japan in the year 2000. So it's been around almost for 20 years. I first experienced this game as a PC player uh, on a PC that I couldn't run it on. I'd always been a fan of the Final Fantasy games series dating all the way back to my first experience with Final Fantasy, which was Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 on Super Nintendo. Um, And I've loved all of these games. I'll never forget going to Byrite Video Games in Raleigh to purchase my brand new copy of Final Fantasy 7, the first disc-based Final Fantasy game, um, the first... uh, 
modern console, if you will, Final Fantasy game, the first 3D Final Fantasy game. Of course, Final Fantasy VII, um, a, a absolute hallmark in the gaming history pantheon, ushering in a new era of what video games could be and what they could do. Uh, and of course, the remake of that game is coming out in a few short weeks. But always been a fan of Final Fantasy. Went and purchased this one uh, because I'd, I dabbled, I had dabbled in online games up to this point. Uh, I played a few, uh, you know, Ultima Online, um, some other ones, EverQuest. They weren't really my, my speed. They weren't really my cup of tea. Um, and I wanted to try, I, I thought that this is a perfect thing. I, I, I like the idea of this online uh, experience, this sort of getting away, this sort of like, you know, we can go out and do something together, uh, be to, you know, with friends playing together. I like that idea. Um, and, and to set that in my favorite game series was sort of a win-win. So, uh, saved up my money while well, I bought it on PC, couldn't run it, didn't know what I was doing. Anytime the dust would kick up or there was a weather effect, my PC would pretty much crash. So that, that wasn't a good experience. So I waited a while so that I could play it on my PlayStation 2 and, and, and then it came out. And I, uh, you had to buy the game, plus you had to buy a hard drive for your PlayStation 2, that was a bundle, uh, plus you had to pay a monthly fee. So it was, an, uh, it was an investment. Plus I wanted to play it with my, my brother who I played all my video games with over the years. and so. Uh, we bought two. I remember driving down to Electronics Boutique uh, to pick up my pre-ordered version of Final Fantasy XI. And as, as I was buying them, the employee who was working there said, hey, uh, this game requires a lot of typing. You might want to buy one of these. And he pointed to a Logitech PlayStation 2 keyboard controller, which was a giant full-sized keyboard smashed in between uh, a PS4 controller on either side. And it was the most amazing peripheral I've ever used. Um, I used them so much playing Final Fantasy XI through the years that I, we had to buy several uh, new versions of the Logitech keyboard controller. Um, it was an absolute ama amazing uh, device, and I loved using it. Um, anyway, brought home Final Fantasy XI, opened up our new PS2 hard drives, installed them, plugged in our Ethernet cables, uh, no Wi-Fi back then for PS2, um, booted up Final Fantasy XI, and the rest is history. Um, so fast forward to today. Uh, I played that game nonstop for years, loved every second of it dedicated a lot of my life and time to that pursuit, had some amazing times with friends, made some new friends, connected with my brother, connected with my wife while we were doing long distance in grad school for a while. So many stories to tell around Final Fantasy XI, but in right now, in 2020, um, I still play retail. I still play the main version of the game that exists on the PC. Um, it still costs a lot of money every month to play that game. It's with, with inventory expansions and other things that you have to subscribe to. It's about $18 a month. In fact, it's quite possibly the most expensive uh, monthly service MMO that exists right now, a game that's 20 years old, which is kind of shocking. Um, and they've made so many improvements to the game over the years, it's, it's quite interesting. And um, I spent a lot of time getting back into it because of, of, of some friends that I've met online, uh, one in particular, the Mog House. Um, we spent a lot of time playing the game in, in, its, in its most recent form. However, once you get to a certain point in that game, you kind of feel like, you know, what else is there to do? What can I do right now um, until they release new content? And so right now I'm doing something that's really interesting, which at long last finally brings me to what I wanted to talk about today here on this, on this initial foray into our discussions of Final Fantasy XI. Just this week, 
I've restarted my Final Fantasy XI journey from square one on something called a private server. Um, so you can you can kind of play the game on a server that's not official, that's not hosted by by the company that makes the game. You can play it on a, a sort of a, a non-official uh, place where you can start the game over. And the one I'm playing on, Eden, uh, is sort of like the original version of the game in a lot of ways, as it was in the early 2000s to 2007-ish era. Um, up to a, the game, So it only goes to a certain point, and a lot of the adjustments and additions they've made to the game in more recent years are not present in this version. Um, so I recreated my character, and I've started from scratch, from square one. It's an interesting confluence of events right now for me, and this is kind of what I wanted to talk about today. As everyone knows, we're in this crisis of the coronavirus, and my job, my career, is a teacher. I'm a teacher. I I teach at a university. I teach writing. And obviously, like so many, like everyone, uh, we've sort of ushered ourselves into this online um, space right now where we're teaching our classes online. Um, I've always been a proponent of online education. I've spent a lot of my career honing my skills with technology and my pedagogy around online teaching so that I could be an effective online teacher. And, and I've, I've championed the cause of online writing instruction uh, with my colleagues and with my university and, and with other folks my whole life, my whole career. Um, and so it's an interesting moment for me right now where I'm fully... Me, myself and everyone else is fully teaching their courses online and I'm also restarting the sort of greatest online adventure I've ever had which is Final Fantasy 11 and I'm starting to make some realizations here that it hasn't been the education and the research that I've done over the years that have made me feel like I'm a good online teacher Those things are important. Don't get me wrong. It's important to have a strong pedagogical background. It's important to have research. It's important to um, do the things you need to do to make yourself viable in a particular economy. But what's really made me feel comfortable and successful and effective at online teaching is Final Fantasy XI. Is having played this video game for 20-some-odd years, not quite 20 years yet, but having played this game for the majority of my adult life has, has made me an effective online teacher. And I would even go so far as to posit that I think there is a connection. I think there is a empirical, researchable correlation that one can draw between efficacy in online teaching and people who play video games. Perhaps maybe online video games, but maybe just video games in general. But I think online video gaming and the the things that that requires of you will imbue you with skills that will cause you to become a better online teacher. And that's kind of where I wanted to go with, with this episode today and talk a little bit about my thoughts around that. So let's dive into that. Allow me a moment to describe to you what Final Fantasy XI was like in its early days. This was a game released out of Japan. It was a, 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 a famous video game franchise rooted in Japanese culture and ported, localized, um, you know, revised, redone in a way to be made available to Western audiences. 
That was always one of the things that appealed to me so much about Final Fantasy and and Eleven and others is that it had a certain cultural sense to it that was unlike the games that were being produced in America, and this always appealed to me. I loved it. Uh, one of the one of the, the the starkest examples of this is the way that Final Fantasy Eleven embraces mindfulness and slowness in a way, and the journey over the destination. Um, I find that a lot of modern video games, especially games released in the West, um, are are very much focused on the end game, on getting to the point, getting getting somewhere so that you can do something else. Um, Final Fantasy XI was never really about that. Um, just from the way it was designed and built, it's very much more concerned with what it feels like to journey, to make this journey. It's very concerned with sort of taking your time um, it's very concerned with uh, making the world feel big because you're so small in a way. Um, that, w- that was just something that was ahead of its time. The, the world of Final Fantasy XI circa 2002 just felt like it was this uh, endless, expansive horizon uh, with something new waiting for you if you could just make it past the next hillock. Um, if you could just make it to that next area, if you could just make it over that bridge or across that waterfall, there was something waiting for you there, something mysterious and unknown. Uh, what you have to remember, too, is that this was kind of the time before the Internet really started to get um, to, to take off in a, in a major way. And so there wasn't a lot of resources online to figure out how to play this game or how to do things or how to accomplish quests or goals or any of that. There were no how-to videos on YouTube. There were no guides to be found on Wikipedia. Um, you could buy like an Atlas strategy guide, which had some useful tips in it. But for the most part, you were really figuring things out on your own. It was very much a process of you could you could do two things. You could run around and try to figure it out by yourself. Um, or you could reach out to the other people who were playing the game and ask them for help and see if someone in the game had already done something that you were trying to do. And maybe they could offer you some advice. Now, the interesting thing about that is that this game, as I mentioned, was primarily coming out of Japan. And so a big majority of the player base were players who were not English speakers. They were Japanese speakers. Um, The game, again, ahead of its time, had a built-in auto-translate feature whereby you could type in a word like hello, hit the tab button on your keyboard, and it would bring up an auto-translate menu for you where if you typed the word, if you selected the word hello from the auto-translate menu, it would present that word in the appropriate language um, for whichever player was, whichever language the other players were using. So there was this great system of, of communication built into the game that allowed you to communicate in, in writing, in text, to other players, no matter their language. Now, this often resulted in challenges with uh, trying to figure out strategies or asking for the right thing or trying to get your message across. And it was one of the most endearing qualities of the game through all these years is this, is this notion that your audience, your people that you're trying to work with are perhaps a little bit less accessible, and you have to adjust some of what you're doing to make the people that you're trying to interact with understand you in a better way. So this is what like this is what Final Fantasy XI was like back then. It was very much a mysterious thing. There wasn't a lot of information. There wasn't a lot of uh, tutorials or guides on how to do anything. And it was it was uh, an audience of players that were all trying to achieve the same goals, but often had a lot of struggles communicating with one another. It was also a thing that was very mindful and very slow. And it took it took a long time to learn the mechanics of it. It took a long time to learn. 
uh, how to be successful in the game world. It took a lot of trial and error, a lot of dying, if you will, um, with high penalty. Um, you would die and you would lose a lot of experience points. You would lose a lot of progress, if you will. Um, and so there were risks, there were stakes at, involved um, with most of the things that you were doing. Um, and so I, I, I'm experiencing all of this again right now as I've started my journey over on this Eden server. And it's making me, in my mind, create all of these correlations with what it's like to be an online teacher, especially for folks right now who perhaps are new to teaching online or who don't feel comfortable in those spaces. I mean, I, I would I would imagine that it must feel to those instructors like day one in Final Fantasy XI felt to me in 2002, completely not knowing what I'm trying to do. I have some tools at my disposal. I have this keyboard. I have maybe an in-game tutorial here or there that's a little bit vague and obfuscated, and I'm not quite sure what they're trying to tell me. Um, I have a community of people around me who want to help me through this, but their assistance is only going to be able to go so far. Um, and I'm feeling like I'm in this vast world that I don't really know what's around the next corner. Um, so, so that's an interesting comparison, I think, too. So having already had that experience in my young life, forging my way through that and coming out the other side, feeling like a pro uh, at this video game, I, I, I've under, it's, it's sort of developed these habits in me to be able to navigate new situations effectively. Um, so that's just one thing. Uh, and so I've found myself really thinking about this a lot as I've been designing online sessions for my classes, thinking about accessibility, thinking about the, the things that I'm offering my students and are they able to get to those things? Um, how are they accessing the material? You know, what, where on their priority list right now are, are these assignments that we're trying to get through? Um, so it's really, it's really been an interesting time for me. And so I, I've, got, I've got my little character and I've been running around in sort of this starting area, just sort of fighting monsters and, and reattuning myself to what the game it was like back in 2002. And it's been a very slow experience. It's been a very mindful experience, just taking my time, um, having to rest to recover my HP when I am, have, have had a fight with a monster, these sorts of things. Um, so... But with all of that being said, it's, it's also an exciting time, um, an exciting time to think about new adventures and new horizons and, and doing some of the things that I've, I, I did so long ago that I've forgotten them again and having some of those experiences again. It's been really, really fun. Um, so I, I think that Final Fantasy XI, and, and, and this could very well be true for lots of other MMO experiences as well, and I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that if anybody wants to call in or leave a message. I think that Final Fantasy XI teaches us habits that can make us more effective at being online, at, at engaging with folks in an online environment, at, at creating content and, and creating experiences that, that feel exciting for people. Um, and I hope to draw more, more connections here as we go forward on this podcast. And as my experience with Eleven continues and new things happen, I think there's going to be a lot of parallels to be drawn between what I'm doing right now as an online teacher and what Final Fantasy XI is offering as an online video game. Um, I'm hoping to maybe produce uh, an article out of this at some point. But in the, in, the, in the interim, in the meantime, right now, I'm hoping to continue uh, every once in a while, every so often have an episode of The Pickup Line where we bring in some of my Final Fantasy XI friends, Moghouse, a few others, and we talk a little bit about what we're doing in the game and how it feels to be playing Final Fantasy XI again, kind of from scratch. And I think that's going to be a fun chronicle of our adventure. This is something that we didn't really have when we did it the first time. And we're all pretty excited to kind of continue this journey. So um, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll have 
episodes about Final Fantasy XI from time to time. You're, you're more than welcome to tune in or, or tune out, whichever you'd like. And we will also continue our discussion of works of philosophical literature, pop culture, TV shows. I did watch uh, some stuff this weekend that I definitely want to talk to everybody about this week on, on an episode, so we will certainly do that. Uh, in the meantime, thank you all so much for tuning into this initial foray into Final Fantasy XI and why it helps us become better on onlineers. Um, and I, please call in. I would love to. I would love to hear your thoughts on online gaming, online teaching. Are you a student right now taking classes and you're trying to figure out what to do with these online courses? Are you a teacher and you're trying to figure out how to teach online online right now? Or are you just someone who's been forced into an online space and you don't quite feel so comfortable there? Please let me know what you're working on, what you're feeling, and t- come on over. Leave a message on the podcast, and I'll put it into this episode. Um, moving forward. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in today on the pickup line. I will see you tomorrow.